This is CPX number 39, Outside the Communion of Saints. We are in the last section of the ninth article of the Creed as found in the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX 9.10, page 39 to 40, on question and answer 10 to 20, under the title, The Communion of the Saints. God give you his peace, in nomine Patris Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, Treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us, and save us, you who are all good. In nome Patris et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. And I am sick, so I'm going to cover up my face with B-rolls if you're watching this on the video version. Question number 10, who are they who do not belong to the communion of saints? Answer, those who are damned do not belong to the communion of saints in the other life. And in this life, those who belong neither to the body nor to the soul of the church, that is, those who are in mortal sin and who are outside the true church. Question number 11, who are they who are outside the true church? Answer, outside the true church are infidels, Jews, heretics, apostates, schismatics, and the excommunicated. Question number 12, who are the infidels? Answer, infidels are those who have not been baptized and do not believe in Jesus Christ because they either believe in and worship false gods as idolaters do, or though admitting one true God, they do not believe in the Messiah, neither as already come in the person of Jesus Christ, nor as to come, for instance, Mohammedans and the like. Question number 13, who are the Jews? Answer, the Jews are those who profess the law of Moses, have not been baptized, and do not believe in Jesus Christ. Question number 14, who are heretics? Answer, heretics are those of the baptized who obstinately refuse to believe some truth revealed by God and taught as an article of faith by the Catholic Church. For example, the Arians, the Nestorians, and various sects of Protestants. Question number 15, who are apostates? Answer, apostates are those who abjure or by some external act deny the Catholic faith which they previously professed. Question number 16, who are schismatics? Answer, schismatics are those Christians who, while not explicitly denying any dogma, yet voluntarily separate themselves from the Church of Jesus Christ, that is, from their lawful pastors. Question number 17, who are the excommunicated? Answer, the excommunicated are those who, because of grievous transgressions, are struck with excommunication by the Pope or their bishop, and consequently are cut off as unworthy from the body of the Church, which, however, hopes for and desires their conversion. Question number 18, should excommunication be dreaded? Answer, excommunication should be greatly dreaded because it is the severest and most terrible punishment the church can inflict upon her rebellious and obstinate children. Question number 19, of what goods are the excommunicated deprived? Answer, the excommunicated are deprived of public prayers, of the sacraments, of indulgences, and of Christian burial. Question number 20, can we in any way help the excommunicated? Answer, we can in some way help the excommunicated and all others who are outside the true church by salutary advice, by prayers and good works, begging God in his mercy to grant them the grace of being converted to the faith and of entering into the communion of saints. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. So now I'm going to give you some of my thoughts. This is Father David Nix. As I mentioned, I'm sick, so I'm just going to put B-rolls of nature in front of my face. Sorry to those of you who don't like that too much. We're going to look at question number 17 exclusively today. Who are the excommunicated? Answer, the excommunicated are those who, because of grievous transgressions, are struck with excommunication by the Pope or their bishop 
and consequently are cut off as unworthy from the body of the church, which, however, hopes for and desires their conversion. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 5, 5, quote, To deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the Spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. End quote. Now that is seen as a reference to primitive excommunication. But notice that just like medieval excommunications, it is remedial. That means for fixing, as medicine, so that the person can return to God and the church. Now granted, it is an objective punishment to be cut off from the sacraments, but it's also a symbolic warning that is kind of a splash of cold water in the face, that you being cut off from the sacraments is just a bellwether of what it's going to be like to be cut off from God in hell. But notice, strangely, that there are some people who have died excommunicated who went straight to heaven, and there are people who died in good standing with the church who went to hell. Now, this is because excommunication is a judgment of man, that yes, we must obey if the authority is valid, but remember, no one can judge a soul as worthy of heaven or hell or purgatory, except God. For example, St. Joan of Arc died under excommunication. It was an unjust but real declaration. And yet, she went straight to heaven. Remember, she was burned at the stake in the year 1431, but amazingly, she wasn't canonized until 1920. Notice that is almost 500 years it took the church to canonize her. Now, I tend to suspect maybe the hierarchy was worried about explaining to the faithful how an excommunicated person went straight to heaven, especially since we are generally told to put the hierarchy's decisions above private revelations. Now, some people compare Archbishop Lefebvre, who started the Society of St. Pius X, to St. Joan of Arc, that he died excommunicated, but may later be canonized. But we have to remember, it took 500 years for her, so don't hold your breath. What is interesting, though, is that he may not have died excommunicated like people think, and here's why. Archbishop Lefebvre was putatively excommunicated under the 1983 Code of Canon Law released by Pope John Paul II. But that new Code of Canon Law says that no punishment like that, any censure, interdiction, excommunication, is binding unless the punished person meant his deeds ex dolo. Ex dolo in Latin means out of malice. Did Archbishop Lefebvre do any of that out of malice or love of the church? I think even his enemies would have to say he did that out of love of the church, even if misguided. So the ultra-subjective side of the new code of canon law seems to ironically give Archbishop Lefebvre a pass, namely that he didn't die excommunicated because he did nothing ex dolo, out of malice. And no, none of this is some kind of surreptitious explanation for myself. I'm just a priest in good standing in the Archdiocese of Denver with all of my faculties to distribute the sacraments and preach. From the Archdiocese of Denver, I get health insurance, and my donors like you take care of my room and board and ministry. But I can say that even though I'm in good standing, I would rather die with my conscience than my faculties if things ever got bad enough in the church to have to choose between the two. Hopefully, of course, I die with both. In any case, the point is that you don't want to die excommunicated or in mortal sin. But it's worse to die in mortal sin because it's worse to die without God than to die without the sacraments. But again, better to have both, of course. So don't go looking for excommunication. But in times as weird as these, it's important that we die with the sacraments and in grace and be in the habit of making perfect acts of contrition. Because even though you can't go to Holy Communion without confession 
between a mortal sin and a perfect act of contrition. You can certainly still be saved if it's truly an act of perfect contrition, which means you're sorry for your sins out of love of Jesus Christ on the cross for what you did to him. That is perfect contrition. Father Wolf has a good talk on perfect contrition on census fidelium. I would say this is good to listen to as we enter a second lockdown, and I would bet a third or fourth and many other lockdowns, either until we see man's great reset or God's great reset, which is hopefully going to be either his glorious return or the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But again, better to die with both perfect contrition and the sacraments and communicated with the Church if possible. Please do say an Our Father for me, et benedictio Deum nepotentis, Patris, et Spiritus Sancti, descendet super vos, et maniat semper. Amen.